As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors. They will be closing in a moment. Thank you. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Disney Assembled. I'm Troy. And I'm Mimi. And we are your happy little father-daughter podcast, here to create joy and share our love for all things Disney. Disney Assembled is sponsored by our patrons over on Patreon, Brenda, Danny, Connie, Andrew, and Alexis. Yes, thank you guys very much. You can join them too by heading over to our website, DisneyAssembled.com, and click on the Become a Patron button. Yeah, help us out. Good stuff there. Uh, exclusive. Patron-only content. We'll be doing some this summer. The summer months are coming. School's out. We're getting ready to be out for everyone. And that frees up a lot of time for you and I, right? Because I work in a school and you go to school. Yes. So we'll be pumping out a lot more content over the summer months. So yeah, because stuff that we just also, since we're talking about our website, there is a new page on our website. So if you are listening and you think that you'd be a good guest for the show, maybe you have a Disney podcast of your own. Maybe you were a former cast member. You'd like to come on and talk about your experience. Maybe you're just a Disney vacation planner, uh, whatever. If you wanted to create some joy, there's a page on our website. that says, be our guest. It's a question mark. And yeah, just go to that page, DisneySymbol.com. Go to the be our guest page. And there's a little form there to fill out. And we'll be happy to take a look at that and possibly schedule time for you to join Mimi and I on the show. We'd love to have you. How's yes. that sound? Sounds good? Yes. All right. Great. So. Um, before we get into this week's topic, a couple things. Um, one, we are recording this episode in a different room at Disney Assembled headquarters. So there could be a little bit more of an echo than normal in this week's episode. We apologize for that. But there's a reason why we had to shift to a different room to record. And we need a little bit more space to spread out a little bit. And that's because, you know, we've been a little under the weather, been, you know, you've been battling some illness and I wasn't feeling too well. Well, like, let's just be candid. I got COVID at school. (sighs) The big C. I did. I got COVID at school. Unfortunately, it wasn't that bad. I was still, you know, relatively functioning. Um, I'm on day five of my quarantine. So my family decided that um, since I'm feeling better and like with the CDC guidelines, day five is when you can like come out with improving symptoms. And that's what I have. So we're recording you know, in person, we were originally going to record on Google Meet. And I was like, that sounds horrible. But um, we're in person. We're in the dining room. We're, we're separate. Um, it's freaking hot down here. Yes, it for is. A little warm down here. No but, reason. Yeah. But um, that's that's what hap- that's what's happening, guys. I, I had COVID and it wasn't that bad. But, you know, I'm very I'm bored. Yeah. And but we're we're dedicated to the podcast. We're getting an episode out yeah. anyway. And we would just if, you had, way to if, do it. if I if our episodes came out on Wednesdays, there would be no episode. Right. No. No. But since unfortunately we come out on Sundays, there is an episode. A bunch of really exciting things are coming up though. Yes. Um, Tuesday is June first, the first day of Pride Month. Yay. And then 
what else? What else is coming? Oh, my last day of school is not this week, but the week after. Yeah, right? one of the one of the dangers of doing it in the dining room is the cats now have free I access to us, and so I they will be crying and coming up and visiting with Mimi. I think she's carrying a sock. <laughs> she's got her sock. Okay. Anyway, um, last day of school well, is stuff. June seventh. Very exciting, and the most exciting thing that's going on right now yes. is due to my quarantine, I have had the time to watch Stranger Things season four in in its entirety. And Pop and I watched the first episode of Obi-Wan together. And then you watched the second episode yes, without me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have yet to watch the second episode because I've been finishing. So a quick Stranger no spoiler, Things. you know, quick thoughts, thumbs I up, thumbs down, Obi-Wan. I really enjoyed Obi-Wan. Me too. So big much more up. than I anticipated enjoying Obi-Wan. Yeah, big thumbs up. We're going to watch episode two maybe together later, but I've already seen episode two, so I'm not going to give away any spoilers. I we don't want to really spoil anything to our it. listeners, yeah. but it literally just came out. But yes, big thumbs up from us. Obi-Wan looks like it's going to be fantastic. We loved it. And of course, we have... Star Wars celebration going on this weekend as we're recording Sunday, May 29th. So today I think is the last day of Star Wars celebration. Lots of cool stuff come out from Star Wars. We're not really a news podcast, but we do have some friends that we've met through the podcast that are at celebration. Maybe we can get them on the show. They can share, but lots of stuff coming out really soon. They have Andor tra- trailers and the Mando and trailer. Mandalorian season three. I think there was some footage so there. I'm, and I'm Ahsoka. sitting in my bed. Yeah, bad I'm sitting, batch I'm sitting in my bed like coughing, right? I got this text and it's like Papa and it's like a TikTok link to this like kind of like low quality, like kind of terrible like a, like video. Like a potato, like a potato. <laughs> yeah, like terrible video of the Mandalorian trailer. And I click on it's like a it's like a recording from somebody's phone of the Mandalorian trail trailer from the Star Wars Expo. And I was like, is this legit? And he was like, I don't know, seems legit. And, you know, from what I saw, if it is legit, Season three looks really good. I'm very excited. Yeah, so it looks good. Star Wars stuff, lots of Star Wars good stuff coming out really soon. Uh, but yeah, we're not going to talk about Star Wars this week. We have some other topics to talk about. But before we do that, let's go back. We're going to try this segment again. Last week, we tried a new segment called Your Snooze, Your News. And <laughs> just for those who are new to uh, Your Snooze, Your News, uh, I have five Disney news headlines here. And we read each of them to Mimi. And she is the teenager and she gets to decide whether she thinks this is real news or if it's a real snooze. So you ready to do yes. your snooze, your news? All right. Here's this week's your snooze, you lose. No, no your snooze, <laughs> your snooze, your news. <laughs> Mimi. Yeah. All right. Here's the first headline. Star Wars merchandise sneak peek and vote for the next legacy lightsaber hilt. Snooze, way too many words. <laughs> That's a long headline. There's way too much going on there. Yeah, you lost has, me at merchandise. Yeah, I think, I think it has something to do with new merchandise going to Galaxy's Edge. No, you lost and, me at merchandise. Yeah. It's probably going to be too expensive and not that great. So not news. Snooze, yeah. Snooze, all right. The second headline, Boba Fett, Din Djarin, Grogu, and more coming to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. That's news. That's exciting. It is kind of exciting. I'm excited to see a, a, little, a little Grogu. A little one. I am going to be interested because, you know, the big the big deal with Galaxy's Edge because it was supposed to exist in a very specific timeline. And I think what they're going to do, because I actually saw a picture today on Instagram where Disney had put up like the green wall around an area and you could see the very top of a TIE fighter wing. And I think what they're doing is periodically going to change out which star fighters are in Galaxy's Edge to fit a timeline and then drop characters according to that timeline i think they're gonna just slowly turn away from the timeline storyline thing in general because like 
it limits a lot. And the fact of the matter is little children, little girls, and little boys, they, they're like six year, six year olds don't understand that story. Right. Old people do. Right. You understand that. I understand what that. What are you talking about? Okay. Old people. And then you say, you understand that story in the next sentence. <laughs> yeah, you're old. I resemble that remark. All right. Okay. Third, like, my, right, my, but, my point is, is like little six-year-old, you know, Clara and her brother Johnny don't understand why, Mandal- why the Mandalorian and Grogu are not in Galaxy's Edge. They don't understand why Luke and Leia aren't in Galaxy's Edge. And so it's like, I think they're going to slowly drift away from that because it's not benefiting right. the kids. It's not creating any new level of magic for them it's creating magic for us but even then like i want to see mando and grogu like i don't yep. you know i'd rather them break that than keep this really strict sure. story thing absolutely absolutely no i agree so we have one snooze and one news right yeah one snooze one news all right here's the third headline you ready avengers campus to open at disneyland paris july 20th news never no snooze never going to disneyland paris way too far away way too expensive Aww. I thought we were going like. Next Does week. Paris count as the left or the right side of the Mississippi? Because you could go either way. You can have the Avengers in Paris. All of them? Yeah, in Europe. Europe doesn't count. Europe doesn't count as part of that deal. So maybe that's news because then you could have whoever you want in Avengers Canvas. It doesn't like, but that being said, they probably won't put everyone they want in yeah. Avengers Campus in Paris. I think there's an Iron Man roller coaster coming to that. Sounds awful. Right. So is that snooze or news? You change that your mind sounds twice. like that's that's news i guess okay that sounds like you know the legend of the tron coaster right it's like the legend of the iron man coaster we'll never actually get it all right so we have two news and one snooze all right fourth headline ready all about entertainment at avengers campus snooze what is that i don't know that's that headline is horrible it doesn't give away anything about what the that doesn't sound like news right i guess they were going into what avengers campus entertainment will be there in paris we'll say something a little bit more specific right continuing all right a lot of these are for the um campus in paris because apparently there's a big deal all right Mm -hmm. the last headline the fifth headline Gear up with heroic merchandise at Marvel Avengers Campus in Disneyland Paris. You lost me at merchandise. So this week's, week's, we have three snooze, two news. Can you imagine? First of all, you're paying thousands of dollars to just go to Paris. Then you're paying more thousands of dollars to go to Disneyland Paris. And then you're going to spend another hundred bucks on merchandise. No. No, ma'am. No, sir. I'm out. All All right. So this week's total... Three snooze, two news. And that was this week's Ya Snooze, Ya News. Yeah! Right. Next, before, before we jump in, wait, did we tell everybody what the topic is going to be? No. We didn't tell everybody what this, this week's topic is. So this week's topic, you know, um, there's a saying, your mileage may vary. And basically what that means is people have opinions and how much you believe that opinion or how much of an opinion you have varies by person to person. So one thing about all of us, you know, we all have opinions, right? Especially Disney fans. They're not afraid to share their opinions. Unless, of course, we're asking them for their opinions, in which, for some reason, they struggle to give you their opinions. But opinions are a big deal. So in this week's episode, one of the things we did was we decided, to, I sat down, and I started listing a bunch of topics like people, when I've gone online and checked out the Disney you know, universe and what people are saying online, I tried to figure out, you know, what are the types of things that people like to share their opinions of. And so this week, I have way too many topics. We're going to do more than one of these episodes over time. 
But I thought we would talk about different things at Disney parks or Disney movies, films that people have a varying opinion on. And we talk about those opinions and then share our opinion about it. Right? These are something like hot takes, right? My hot take on Disney, right? Or whatever it yeah. is. So that's what this week's topic is going to be. It's about the great variance of Disney opinions. I don't know what the title of this episode is going to be yet. But it's going to have something to do with different differences of opinion, uh-huh. right? Which are fine. Differences of opinion are not, are not a problem. It's how you express your opinion that may be a problem. Okay. All right. But before we do that, let's have this week's Disney dad joke of the week. Oh, boy. Mimi. You know, Clara, Clara Belcow, you said Clara, although I was really interesting because you used the, you just pulled the name out of the air, Clara, for a little girl. And I was literally the joke this week had to, was Clara Belcow had something to do with the joke this week. It was really weird because Clara is not a name. No, it's not part of a joke, but it's really odd. Maybe we have this weird force sensitivity between the two of us, but Maybe. Clara Belcow, you know, a classic Disney character, not seen much in the parks, not seen much on screen or TV, but ever since. Marvel has joined the Disneyverse. Clara Bell Cow has gotten very, very excited because one of her favorite superheroes of all time is in the Marvel Universe. Do you know who that is? No. Moon Knight. Get it? Yeah. Moon Knight. Clara Bell Cow, okay. her favorite superhero. All right, that's this week's Disney okay. Dad Joke Week. I'm so sorry. <laughs> if, you would, if you would like to okay. send the joke in for us to consider using. Anyway, anyway cat, get out of the pantry. Cats in the pantry. Send us an email, disneyassembled at gmail.com, or hit us up on any one of the socials, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, all at Disney Assembled. All right, we don't have any reviews to go through this week. Reviews. And that's not really the same. It's, no. All right. We don't have any reviews to go through this week. Um, we'll get to that at the end of the show, but let's jump right into this week's topic. Why don't we? I, I don't know how many of these we're going to get to. I'm going to keep an eye on the time of the video and how your voice is holding up because I know you haven't been feeling well this week. It seems like you're on the mend, though. It seems yeah. like you're in, in good shape. But um, I don't know. Where where would you like to start? So I have something for each of the Disney parks. Is there a particular park no, in Florida? No, just pick one. Park one? Okay. I'm just going to start with the Magic Kingdom. All right. Okay. Here, here's a varying of opinion, right? Peter Pan's flight. Is it worth the wait? Well, there are people who would say, yes, it's worth the wait. It's a must do. And there are some people that say they would never wait more than 10 or 15 minutes, in which case they probably never get on it because the wait is never less than 10 or 15 minutes. Peter Pan's flight. Is it a must do attraction at the Magic Kingdom? I think it is. I think it's a must do. I don't. I, I think you definitely need to have a limit when it comes to that ride for wait time. I wouldn't just indefinitely wait for Peter Pan, but I think it is such an interesting experience outside of the other dark ride experiences that you can ex- that you can have at at Magic Kingdom because you're not just you know getting in a little car and going through this story like you're getting like you're flying and like for for me as as a little girl like it was really cool and it stuck with me and so I think it's definitely a must do because of how unique of an experience it is yeah i think for me i would feel awkward not doing peter pan's flight but i certainly wouldn't wait an hour i wouldn't wait no definitely definitely limiting myself for peter pan around 30 minutes yeah for sure because like you and i I know you might think like oh like it doesn't go down that long it it does right peter pan will drop it's a great ride to go on if you you don't want to watch the fireworks it's a great ride to go on during fireworks for sure yeah but so we so the, the, the opinions are, is it a must do? And I think we agreed it kind of is a must do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a must do. All right. We're going to do that. 
right. The another question that, that I had, um, here's a big one. Here's, here's, it's also about Disney parks. IP versus non-IP. IP standing for intellectual property. So, for example, some people complain that there aren't enough new non-IP attractions being put in the parks, like Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Space Mountain. These are non-IP attractions, right? And people are saying Disney focuses too much on adding IP attractions, like Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is an IP attraction. Um, so wh- where do we stand on that? The IP versus the non-IP attractions? What do you think? I think... I think the non-IP attractions are super important and I wouldn't want every single ride to all of a sudden be changed so that it is an IP like Jungle Cruise. Um, like, I, I really don't like that. I don't like that they did that because um, I, I think the, the non-IP ones are important. I think that they are incredibly creative and have their spot as like an independent, you know, thing like like Space Mountain, like Space Mountain is cool because it doesn't relate to anything and it's just like a funny roller coaster. and like. I don't know. That's just it's what it is. However, like I think I don't think people realize that if you don't keep the content in your park fresh and relevant and updated to what's new, um, considering how quickly the entertainment industry changes and how fast and how much Disney is producing, people will lose interest. Like for better or for worse, um, I think w- I wish there were more non IPs coming in. However, I'm not mad at the fact that they are making new IPs because I get it. Like you need to keep your park, you know, relevant right. so that people will keep going. I don't mind something that was a non-IP becoming an IP. Like Jungle Cruise at its core is a non-IP attraction, but they made a movie out of it. So now it's kind of an IP sort of re- tangentially related attraction. Same thing with Pirates. Pirates originally was non-IP, right? And then they made the pirate movies. And it's kind of an IP attraction now, but not really. But I agree with you. I think that the IP and non-IP attractions, I think there is a great need to think about non-IP attractions because I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a big audience for people who want to see the Imagineers really use their imagination, which is sort of free of worrying about characters and developing something that the characters can be in. But I understand also yeah, but that I don't also I also don't necessarily think that the IPs are what makes the make the ride creative because like a roller coaster is a roller coaster. Right. Whatever theme you slap on it, it doesn't particularly matter. Like right. like you're not even with Guardians of the Galaxy, that roller coaster is not cohingent on the fact that it's Guardians of the Galaxy themed. What kind you of it is the whole story of the, the coaster is because right but coasters don't have a story. They don't they can't. Well, that's what makes the this track, one so great is the, it does the track have a story. Is the track. No, but it, like it doesn't have a story. It's everything around it has the story. You go through the tunnel that gives a story, but you could easily do that with anything else. Right. I mean, yeah, but Space a boat Mountain in the water doesn't that. have a story until you build a story around it. That's but that's what I'm saying. Like it's not the IP that makes the ride great, nor does it make the ride bad. You can the fact that the rides are so like are so solid that they can that the themes can just be swapped out, like what they're doing with Princess and the Frog and Splash Mountain. Like I think is what. They're supposedly proves, doing that. Is what proves that that the IPs are not right. 
No, I hear what you're saying. But you know what I'm saying? Like, but they, I also know that families go with their kids and their kids want to see Anna and Elsa. So you got to find something to put Anna and Elsa in. Right. Right. Because they want to come back and see that. You know, you mentioned Splash Mountain. There is a rumor going around now that because that announcement was so long ago and literally nothing, nothing other happened. than that one little concept drawing came out, there is a real rumor. There's a, a real rumor. There's a rumor going around. That in actuality, they're not going to change it. I think they are. I think they're doing as much as they can behind the scenes so that the transition is quick so they don't have to keep their ride closed for right. super long. Like they're building animatronics and right. scenes and, you know, programming and doing stuff like that right, right now. Because like I can't imagine that that is an easy or fast process. Right. Um. I mean, it's weird to me that they're not sharing right. what they're doing with us, but it also doesn't surprise me because Disney has done that. Sure, before sure so i no. think it, i think it is happening no, I, I hear you i, I don't you. i think we would know if it wasn't happening no i hear you i hear you i 100 percent agree but yeah the ip versus non-ip is sort of a thing people have their opinions on it as i mean we spoke about this for a few minutes now and i can't imagine what you get a group of people in the room they're all going to say something all right the next <laughs> question actually came in and i wish i don't have i don't have the i wish i could remember who on instagram shared this with us i apologize if you're listening to the show you know, maybe I can look it up real fast on the Instagram, but somebody did come up with a uh, solution, not a solution, an answer to the question. And it was, oh, here you go. Making Magic Adventures on Instagram. So at Making Magic Adventures shared us with this. And they said, I know one uh, of my most debated, and this is a topic of you know, opinion, one of the most debated is whether you should start World Showcase in Epcot in Canada or in Mexico and making magic adventures, said their team Mexico. So Canada or Mexico, what is the best way to enter World Showcase? I think you have to start in, in Mexico. Your, your team Mexico? Yeah, I Olé. think you've got to start in Mexico. I think, hola. I think it's bueno. the natural order of people to go clockwise uh, with things. So Mexico, you know, around... Clockwise. That would be counterclockwise. No, it's not. It's clockwise. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Going that way. Because you go yeah, left. Clockwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I I just don't think it feels right. I think you you got to go to Mexico first. I think here's why I think people. I think why people go Mexico first. The team Mexico is because the Grand Fiesta tour with the three caballeros yeah. is right there in Mexico. And it's an attractive. It's an attraction people like to go on, right? Right. And, and Frozen right, is right there. And Frozen is right there. You know, in the Norway Pavilion is right there. And so, and people want their margaritas. They want their Mexican food. They feel a little bit more, you know, familiar with that. So I, I can understand why Team Mexico gets a lot of love because there seems to be some stuff there. But Team Canada, I don't know why anyone would go to Canada first. Well, it might depend on where you are in your day, right? So if you're working your way around Epcot in clockwise, it would make sense to because you come out, if you came out of Canada, you would be closer to Journey to Imagination and Soren and I think it's all on that side of the park. I right? mean, I guess, but like, I don't, like the right way is to go Mexico. I don't think I have Mexico. a right way or wrong way, but I will say this, the vast majority of the time I start in Mexico. Right. When we've gone to Epcot, it's always we end up starting in Mexico. And I don't think it's a deliberate choice. It's just sort of the natural flow of our. Of I think the park is designed for you to start in Mexico, too. Like, yeah, I'm I, not so sure about that. Like, I think it's I don't think it's designed to keep you out of going and starting at Canada. But I think like the way that it spits you out after certain rides is to be like, OK, well, like, here's Mexico, you know, like 
and frozen right here too, you know. You know what would get people to start in Canada more? And so our friends with Disney A, the Canadians, hmm. the Canadian themed travel podcast, um, they might agree with this. If there was some kind of turning red attraction oh, in 100%. Canada, because that's like in Toronto, right. right? That would get a lot of traffic going to Canada first. A hundred percent. I think that should happen. Bring in the big red. I would not I wanna want to see the big red panda over I don't in want a dark ride though for turning red. I want no, I don't want a dark else. ride either. I just want to like a show. I want more Pixar in the parks, period. But how about Four Town doing a musical performance? No, in the Canadian Canada Pavilion. I mean, That'd aside cool. from you know Toy Story, Land, I want more Pixar in the parks. All right, but, so there you go. So there you go. That thing. So you know, we appreciate you friends over on Instagram sharing that one with us. Canada or Mexico? That's a hot topic, right? Definitely. Let's jump into another one. Um, oh, where where do we go with this? Um, we did a Magic Kingdom. We did an Epcot. Why don't we try one? All right, here's here's one. Um, Hollywood Studios. Okay. I'm just gonna bring this up. Um, there's a greatness. There's a greatness. There's a great varying opinion on whether Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is better than the Great Movie Ride. There are I've people never who are on team the Great Movie Ride. Well, they're a team Great Movie Ride, and they're a team Runaway Railway. I've done both. You've only done Runaway Railway. One away, well way, right? So, a great movie ride basically took you through great scenes from different movies over Hollywood's history. You had a guided tour, and at some point, you know, they had animatronics, but they also had real actors in the ride. And so, you might think that this gangster was an animatronic, but it was a real actor, and he would come and he would hijack your vehicle mm-hmm. and your um, your actual um, cast member who was leading your vehicle would get kicked out. And you would go through the great movie ride and you go through scenes like there's alien scene. There's a John Wayne and there's a thing singing in the rain. And there was a wizard of Oz scene. It was all these scenes from different movies. And at the very end, your cast member comes back and saves you from the gangster. Like in one of the scenes, they come out of the scene and they take back over and the gangster gets kicked out blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It's a, it was really fun. It was a lot of fun. And the cast members who were on that ride did a great job because they only, they not only weren't only just cast members on the ride, they were actually in the actual show for the ride. Right. So there are people who are team great movie ride and there are people who are team Mickey Minnie's runaway railway. What is your opinion of, I know you didn't go on a great movie ride, but based on my description, where, where do you, what do you think? I think the great movie ride sounds really interesting. Cause it's, I, I like, I think what makes that ride great is the same thing that makes jungle cruise great. Like having that cast member interaction directly and like, and then having the cast members be in the actual like scenes like creates an immersive thing that's like unbeatable. Um, but and I, I like I see what makes this ride appealing to people and I understand why people would love it. But I, I think Hollywood Studios has kind of done a 180 with its it's with gone its, away from being an actual studio right it's not about the hollywood anymore it's not about the studio it's not about like it, it's it's not mgm anymore like it, it's not the way that it was you know 10 15 yeah. years ago i remember going to hollywood studios and there was a port there like the the artist i can't remember the name of it i apologize maybe some of our listeners will remind us but you could act, they were actually making movies. Like you could go through a tour and you would see the artist drawing Studios, for the movies. Ooh, I hit my mic. Hollywood Studios isn't even the same that it was when I went when I was a kid. Like it it's completely changed. And it goes back to the IP, non-IP thing. 
it, it really does because it's become sort of industrialized with Galaxy's Edge and Toy Story Land and, you know, whatever else is, is in Hollywood Studios right now. So I think Mickey and Minnie's fits really well for what Hollywood Studios is now and it appeals to more people because Mickey and Minnie are classic. And I think it's about time that they have their own like dark red attraction that's like more permanent and, and solid. Um, however, I can see where the disconnect is with wanting the great movie ride. Yes. But I, d- I just don't think the great movie ride would fit in Hollywood Studios as it is now. Yes. I, I really like I like the great movie ride and I really like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I like both of them. I'm not terribly sad the great movie ride is gone. It's not like it's one that I was like had to do every time, but I understand that people loved it. I think you can love both of them. And I love both of them. I love the original. I love that they changed it. I love that Disney took a chance and did something brand new. And I really like what they did with it. I think it's lots of fun. It's a great ride for families, a little bit more family friendly than the great movie ride, which was still, it was a family ride. It wasn't like not family friendly, but Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is definitely a really fun family adventure. So yeah, there you go. All right. So Let's go on to Animal Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, because we've done one. We did we did an opinion piece for each park. I have a bunch written down. I don't know if we have a few t- a few more minutes. We'll get a few more. But Animal Kingdom. Here's one that people have a lot of opinions on. Um, is it an all day park or is it a half day park? There are those who say Animal Kingdom is definitely an all day park. There's plenty to do to be an all day park in that. Being at Pandora at night is really cool. And there are those that say, nope, it's a half day. Get there in the morning, do your half day, park hop, or go back to your resort and relax and do something else. You've been there recently. We were only there for half a day recently. Right. What do you think? I think it can be. I think I think Animal Kingdom is an all-day park, but I don't think it's a rope drop park. I don't think there's any need to get to Animal Kingdom at 7 a.m. Like flight or passage, flight or passage or not. Like I don't because the fact of the matter is like we rope dropped Animal Kingdom and ran to flight of passage. And by the time we got there, it already had a hundred minute wait time. Like I, it really does not matter. That ride will always have a ridiculously long wait time. Right. Um, I think I, I think if you get up whenever you get up at like eight or nine, maybe even ten. And you eat a breakfast with your family and you head to Animal Kingdom. Sorry. Um, hang on. Yeah, a little sinus, little, little COVID sinus. And you head over to Animal Kingdom at like 10, 10 and you stay until it closes because it closes early, it closes at seven. You can probably. I'm not sure what time they're closing now, but yeah, they probably close a little earlier than you. They close know, earlier than, than all the other parks. You can, there's a lot you can do. And there's even stuff that we didn't do because we were only there half day. But like once it's closed, you can go to animal, you can go to Magic Kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Like you can go somewhere else once it closes, since it closes early. Right now, the animal, the uh, Animal Kingdom theme park today, as we're recording May 29th, they close at uh, 8 p.m. Right. Like, so, yeah, the, regardless, like it closes earlier than the other parks. I don't think there's any need to rope drop this park. Um, you can probably get there earlier. Or later, I mean, and then and then make it a full day. Here's what I think. I think if you want to see the animals being more active on the safari ride, you want to get there in the morning. 
you know, you don't want to get there late because supposedly the animals are more active in the morning, right? Because when it gets hot, a lot of those animals are, you know, they, they want to, you know, they want to relax. They don't want to, you know, they, whatever. So I think there's a lot to do at animal kingdom, but it has to be what you want to do. Like the walking trails, the, uh, Rafiki's, uh, discovery area. I can't remember the exact name of it, right? You have to take that train and go to it. You know, if you do, if you take your time at animal kingdom and there's lots of good places to eat there, maybe a nice all day park, you know, you can be, you can have a good time. You can relax. You can do all that good stuff. And yeah, I mean, I think it could be an all day park, but I also know that if you have a limited park days, it could easily be in half day park. So kind of like Hollywood studios. Some people say that's only a half day park. I wish I, I think Hollywood studios, if you want to do it well, is a more of a full day park. Um, but certainly, um, a half day park at animal kingdom, you can do animal kingdom in a half day and feel like you got a, a good full visit out of it. Or you could do animal kingdom for a full day and feel that you got a full visit out of it. So I think, for me, I don't think it's it's both depending on your time frame and what you really want to get done. But yeah, I can understand that there's a varying opinion there about Animal Kingdom full day or half day park. All right, let's um let's maybe get maybe one more if we have time. Maybe for two, we'll do two more. But I know we want to keep the shows between thirty and forty minutes long. So let's let's maybe do one more. Okay, one more. Okay. Um, and this one here's one I saw on the internet. And it's kind of an opinion thing. Um, well, they're all opinion things, but this one was that Tangled is actually better than Frozen. That there's a there's a small but but growing number of people who think Tangled is a superior film to Frozen, even though Frozen gets all the attention and all the love. Fro- Tangled easily easily could have gotten the attention that frozen did but it didn't and i i can't really explain that i can't explain why but it is such a good movie it's got better music it's got a more likable character i feel like i didn't feel like annoyed by any of the characters the same way i was annoyed with anna in frozen um i i just think tangled in general is a better film um that being said it's also super underrepresented. And so a lot of that, like, but it's better than Frozen probably comes from the fact that it just doesn't have anything. Like, there's no reason that it's underrepresented underrepresented because it's a great film. It's fantastic. And it just doesn't get enough credit. So I, I don't know. I, I also think Frozen has been overplayed and everyone's just kind of, you know, growing tired of Frozen. I think that Frozen appealed to a very specific audience, particularly. Um I guess because the story was very different, right? I think Tangled is more of an adventure. Tangled is just as funny as Frozen was in its funny moments. I think the music for Tangled really matches up very well to the music of Frozen in terms of quality, even though, I mean, look, I'm not taking anything away from Frozen. Outstanding music, right? Outstanding music. Um, I think the characters in Frozen are as compelling interesting if not more interesting than the characters in frozen so frozen is a great film love it great franchise frozen 2 good film right but 
I tend to believe, you know, I, I tend to understand this argument. It, it's a growing argument out there that I, I saw online because I actually did a Google search for, you know, things that people have strong opinions of in Disney. And this one came up more than I thought, which was that Tangled is actually better than Frozen. But I don't know. It doesn't mean you don't like Frozen. Here's the bad thing about opinions. People think it's either all or nothing, right? Because remember, let's go back to my Black Panther opinion. I was accused of not liking Black Panther. I really like Black Panther. I think it's a very good film. I thought it was overhyped for how good it was. Like the hype or the, 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 the kudos it got was greater than the actual film itself, which doesn't mean it was a bad film. It was an outstanding film, but it shouldn't have been film of the year. I don't know if it was, you know, whatever, great film. Frozen is very good. I like Frozen. I like Frozen as much as the next guy. And, you know, there is a, you know, people love Frozen. I really like Tangled. Like if you said you can watch one movie, Frozen or Tangled, which one? I'm going to pick Tangled every single time because I just think that one has a really good story and a better villain. I thought Mother right, Gothel like, is a better villain than I think most people would Hans. choose to watch Tangled over Frozen unless you're like seven. Right. So we should start a trend here. You know, go Tangled. Just bring back the Tangled stuff. More than the bathroom. It, it, it's a way of life, right? All right. So I think, you know, we're getting close to that 40-minute mark. We have plenty more that we can get to. We can do more of these episodes. Maybe if we have our guests on, people fill out that guest request on our webpage. We could do some of these with our guests. I think that'd be lots of fun, get their opinions on some of these things. But yeah, those are just a few of the questions out there that Disney fans have strong opinions of. We'd love to hear your opinion about all of these. Mimi, please tell everyone how they can find us online and share their opinions. So you could, you guys can send us an email, disneyassembled at gmail.com. Ah. Okay, or send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, all at disneyassembled. But if you want to support the show further, the link to our Public and our Patreon is all on our website, disneyassembled.com. Make sure to check it out. Absolutely. If you go to the bottom of the show notes today, you can leave us a voice message. We would love to hear from you, literally hear from you. You can ask us questions and give us feedback. It'd be great. If you haven't done so already, one of the best things you can do to support the show is on your podcast player of choice. If you have the option to do ratings and or reviews, leaving us the highest rating possible and writing a really nice review is a wonderful way to help other people find the show because uh, for whatever reason, the internet bots, they do the algorithm thingy and People look for podcasts, the ones that are rated and reviewed the highest typically get the biggest hits. So yeah, we'd love it if you could do that. We'd love to read your review. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on the show. Don't forget, if you'd like to be a guest on our show coming up, go to DisneySymbol.com and click on the Be Our Guest tab at the top. It'll take you to a little form to fill out. We'd love to hear from you there. And we have a YouTube channel. Finally, YouTube. We will be doing some YouTube videos over the summer. Don't forget to subscribe there. Just do a search for Disney Symbol on YouTube and you can find us. All right, Mimi, high five. Outstanding. I'm glad you're feeling better and getting out of the uh, the fog of illness. And uh, yeah, looking forward to next week's show. Guys, we hope yep. you enjoyed the show. Please tell your friends. And until next time, see, see you real soon. soon.